This episode was helped brought to you by our newest sponsor, Kelowna Brewing Company. They're a brewery out there in Eastern Iowa. So if you're in the area, make sure to stop by Kelowna and check out their brewery. Great food at the restaurant there. Great beer, obviously. If you're in the Midwest, check out any Hy-Vee's. I believe they carry the six packs and they have different types of flavors. So you guys are going to want to, you know, definitely try that out. And I think throughout this whole process, Fishing Kid and myself for Beer Fish Fanatics, we're going to be doing some giveaways here and there. If you guys can go ahead and tag us here and there with your Kelowna beer. So other than that, enjoy the episode, guys. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beer Fish Fanatics. This is Grandy with My Pop Fishing. We have Kit with the Fishing Kit YouTube channel. And today, shout out to our uh, sponsor, Kelowna Brewing Company. I'm drinking the Aloha Iowa Pineapple Belgian Style. Ew. I actually really like this one. My uh, my wife actually went to Hy-Vee and she picked this up because I told her to because I was I ran out, man. I, I think we went. Uh, we just got back from Kansas. And I, I drank a lot of Kelowna beer. <laughs> so, sorry. It is what it is, man. <laughs> what do you got, Kit? So, yeah, like what Granny was saying, I, I, I kind of ran low on the Kelowna. I drank my last Kelowna during our last podcast. But I do have another craft beer, and it's all the way from Denver, Colorado. Oh, I think yeah. the brewery is... Is it... Is it American Made? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Made, made in America made, or something like made that? Made here? Yeah, yeah. Oh, made. man. I am butchering this so bad right now. Uh, <laughs> let's see. What is the brewery? Good Times Made Here, LLC. There you go. Wow, that's know. a long name. I don't think that's... Well, we'll have to look that up. We'll, we'll look that up. We'll find out. Yeah, yeah madehere.beer. It's their IPA. American yeah. IPA. American IPA, yeah. I, I think uh, my brother-in-law gave me that before, so it's pretty good beer. Yep, I actually got it from your brother-in-law. Oh, man. Nice. All right. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Ooh, I haven't had an IPA on the show in a while. Yeah, you've been on the Kelowna Classic for like five weeks straight. I think or five episodes straight. Yeah. Mm. Ooh. I really recommend this beer. I mean, it's, I'm not a, fr- like, I, I think you guys seen for previous episodes, I'm not huge on the fruity beers. For some reason, this pineapple mixes really well with this, this, this beer. I really like it. Yeah, that was my first Kelowna beer I ever drank. I just went out on a whim. Well, just grab this random ass one. So this was before they sponsored our podcast. And surprisingly, I liked it too. And then this IPA here, um, not too bitter. has like a little... I like a little note of citrusiness. Note. I love that, man. <laughs> but as Fishing Kid and myself has said, we, we, we just got back from our trip down there south of Iowa. We, I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody knew we were in Kansas. And yeah, we, we'll say the state. We'll yeah, give we'll, them that much. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was an amazing trip. Uh, it was actually my very first trip that I got a chance to go without the family, without the, the kiddos, the wife. The wife actually gave me the pink slip, like I was saying. And I, I she said, just as long as you don't get too crazy, which I didn't, surprisingly, right? We didn't get, we, I didn't get out of hand, correct? Kit, I think. Correct. Your brother-in-law got out of hand. <laughs> my, my brother-in-law, which is what is new with that guy. Love him to death, Kim. He was on our uh, our podcast a couple weeks ago, so make sure you guys go check that out. Really nice guy, but he he actually came out and visited us down there while we were uh, blue cat fishing. So super fun time, and my my goal was just to catch a blue cat. Remember, my goal was to catch a blue cat, double digits, and. I'm not going to lie. The first day, I think, uh, it, you know, I said on the, the previous podcast, I didn't catch shit. I didn't catch a bite. I didn't get anything. And it was, I really believe it was my setup. Thanks to fishing kit and Danny when that evening and, and before we went out the next day, reconvened, they, they were giving me pointers and tips. They were just telling me, right. That, that was the thing. We were suspended fishing. I didn't think about that. I had all my, you know, I, I tied up all my hooks, all my setups, all my leaders and everything with the intention of drift fishing. So what I did was I had a float on, you know, on the bottom uh, of my leader. So then that way my bait would be above ground if you were drifting, right? Get uh, dragging. Yeah. Or, dragging or, our baits dragging. on the bottom. 
Yeah, and I and I I envisioned that pre before we went down there, and then obviously we were anchored fishing because we were on a specific ledge where man I, I, next time we go down there i think we really have to go to that spot i think it's a is a good spot for some some monster fish but and no thanks to these guys they're like dude what are you doing if you if we're suspended fishing just leave the bait above it you don't need that float because it's going to mess it all up and the moment i changed that the following day it was night and day in regards to action i was actually getting bites and then I actually finally caught the big one. I finally caught the big one and my dumbass didn't take a picture. I was too excited. I was too worried. I, am I going to mess up this fish? I didn't want to mess around with it. You know, it was a big fish. I didn't want to keep it out of water too long. And then I should have done what our buddy did was maybe just kind of time and then just, you know, go over to Kit because Kit was a little bit further away from me and maybe he'd take a picture of me. But I didn't think about that. I was just so damn excited kit was i'm pretty sure the whole freaking lake heard me from across how how damn excited i was and you know i i really think it was it, it was at least 30 35 pound um blue cat it was the biggest catfish i've ever caught in my life and bar none it 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 made the trip it was the only blue cat i caught too and because we 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 did an episode with denny down there and you know i was still hopefully i can catch some more didn't catch any more blue cats that is but I don't give a shit. That was worth it to me. Um, and even not even getting a picture of it, it was still okay because it was one of those memories that I'm not going to forget. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. That uh, So going down there, our plan was to drag baits in maybe 10 to 12 feet of water at most, like even down to five or six feet. But that, Conditions weren't right for it because there was a big algae bloom, and uh, we it it forced us to move south because the southern of the lake is deep, and then the blue green algae isn't really a huge deal there. I mean, we did see it out there, mm-hmm. but it's not like on the north end where it's shallow and is just super concentrated. So yeah, we're we're fishing in fifth well, fish the deepest I fished was like fifty five feet. Mm-hmm. But we weren't really fishing in anything less than 30, really, like high 20s. I'd say at least 25 feet of water. Yeah. I mean, because um, the ledge that I think we were on, it went from like 25 to 50 feet within less than, I would say, less than 8 to 10 feet. You know what I'm saying? Like the distance wise, because uh, it was just a huge drop. It was a ledge. You know what I mean? And no, I, I really, I'm so glad that I went with you and Denny because having you guys like seeing what I was doing and see what I, Hey, try this, see, you know, see if this one works or this is a little bit different Then I really think it made a difference because I don't know if I would have changed that if I was, let's just say if I was down there by myself or if I was down there with people, you know, who, who never really catfished down there, you know what I mean? And, or who never really, really catfish at all especially for blue. So, I mean, I don't know if I would have even changed up my technique or just a setup. And I think to me, I think it really made a difference. Yeah. If you guys want to see some blue cat videos, man, I got a, I got a whole bunch uh, on my channel right now from this year. And uh, I just got, I got a few more coming out from this, uh, from this trip. Actually, I should be posting these by the time they, um, by the time uh, this episode releases. So, yeah. I mean, I, I won't do it like, you know, every video in a row, I, I try to mix it up because people aren't, you know, some people aren't into catfishing. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you know what? Go check out, check out the videos. Cause it's, it's, I mean, to me, I'm going to go back. It, it, it was that, even though I just caught that one blue cat, I'm going back. That's how excited I am about it is how like, you know, just thinking about it and, and the potential of whether catching, you know, upgrading, or just catching multiples, you know what I mean? And I think um, just seeing what you guys are doing, because I think our, you know, our buddy Bo, he he caught a lot of catfish that week. I mean, I, I felt like he caught a lot that weekend. He did really well. So potential is definitely there for numbers. Potential is there for size. So I think I'm, I'm pretty excited. I definitely want to get a chance to get back down there. And I think a big thing I also learned that I felt, or not learned, but I, I, I noticed so we were telling our brother-in-law, yeah, the white bass is on fire <laughs> at certain times of the day, the day before I'm telling you the next day it's completely different or the location is different of the bite. Cause I mean, like, like Kit, 
he went down there uh, an extra day or half day before we did. And he, yeah, I think you and Denny and, and Bo pretty much caught the bait fish for the weekend that day. Almost. I felt like pretty much. I mean, we caught, we did our best white bass fishing that, that first evening and that first morning. Um, and then I would catch, you know, the occasional white bass while we were out there. But uh, yeah, the, the white bass like was totally turned on right at the beginning. And as the trip went on, it just basically it got worse and worse. Yeah, I agreed. And oh, one one other thing was fishing kit was right. Fresh is best. And when I say that, because the day after the day when I didn't catch anything. So the next day I went out to go bait fishing and I was like, you know, crack a dawn. We went and I caught a couple crappies. And they were fresh, fresh and fresh as can be, right? Obviously. And then I used those. Those were the ones that actually caught me and were getting me bites that day and caught me that uh, was the crappies that caught me that blue cat. And they were super fresh. I mean, they were still alive. I kept them alive before, you know, obviously cutting them up and putting on the hook. And then there you go. It works. So fresh is the best. You're right. Yeah. Like, like, like when you're soaking baits for like half hour, 45 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then you switch it out to that fresh piece of bait and a fish hits it. I mean, what more, what proof do you need that fresh is best? Yeah. <laughs> you know no, what I'm do, saying? Do you think, cause I, I asked you that. So do, is that what you normally do? 30 minutes and then new bait? Is that what, I mean, when it comes to, when it comes to cut bait, that is. Yeah. I think 30 minutes is a, you know, that's okay. long enough that it's getting its scent or whatever out. Then you just got to look at it. Like if it's getting tapped, you know, like fish are just gnawing on it, like squeezing all the juice out, but you're not hooking up, you know, change that out as soon as it starts getting mushy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's just sitting down there, not nothing much happening, you either got to move or switch baits. Mm, makes sense. And thank you to your other, one of your other videos. Cause when you, when I was putting the hook, uh, the hook through the, the cut bait, double, triple check those scales. Cause they get right on that hook. Like yep, the I, point. Yep. They get yes. on the point. Yeah, and I was just like, okay, holy crap. It's actually I think it was every time I put put in the, the cut bait, freaking scales right on that tip of the hook. So it's a possibility it could affect of, of a hookup. You know what I mean? Oh, it guaranteed it'll affect your hookup. Right, there you go. So uh other than that, like I said, it was a great trip. I think uh definitely I'm gonna go back down there. I'm super excited. Hopefully the next planning trip. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to take the kids. They'll see. I'll see if they, they want to go all the way down there. If not, it's okay. I'll take another trip myself or another day, or at least one day trip or, you know, two day trip or something like that. It'd be fun uh, just to get an opportunity to to catch a. I I feel that that was like a fish of a lifetime. Like we don't get no blues here. So at least not that size in, in central Iowa. So like I said, it, it's a species knocked off my list. And the size was, was I owe this guy a six pack or 12 pack. One of those two. I forgot what you better. Um, think six pack and uh lunch or dinner sounds pretty good wow. to me. Yeah, adding some shit, man. <laughs> it's all <laughs> right. You said 12 pack, then I was like, you know, we'll knock it down to a six pack. <laughs> all right. Like, touche. Touche. Maybe maybe I'll grill something and then I'll get you a six pack. How's that sound, man? Yeah, sounds that sounds good. All you know right. what? Speaking of blue cats in Iowa, let's talk about that. Cause you see on Facebook and stuff, people are yes. like, Oh yeah, I caught this blue cat. Um it's probably a channel cat, especially in our big reservoirs. The only reason a blue cat would be in one of our reservoirs is if, and only if, the, the Iowa DNR stocks them in there, and they don't stock them in our big reservoirs. I mean, I could name all our big ones, Rathbun, Sailville, Red Rock. People always say, oh, yeah, I caught this blue cat. Oh, here's this blue cat. Mm-hmm. And a spawning, a spawning male channel cat has like a bluish color to it. It's kind of dark. That's what people are calling blue cats. Um, it's not impossible that blue cats could get in there by, you know, maybe somebody dumping some in there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if the DNR didn't put them in there, they're, they're not going to be in there. And because those are all dammed up lakes anyway. So it's not like the blue cats can swim up river past the dam. So And then they are trying to establish... Blue cats in two of our interior lakes. Yeah, one is um, three mile, and the other is uh, Icaria, maybe something. Uh, yeah, I, I saw I saw them post that they were they were just stocking like 
little little baby um, blue cats, and we'll, we'll see how they do. Hopefully, they do really well. Hopefully, they succeed and, and grow. We'll, we'll see in the next five, ten years, see how big they get. I would say, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm I was excited. I saw that on the Iowa. You know, they posted that they're stocking blue cats at three mile, and then, ah, you're right. The other like I forgot what that was. So anybody post down there in the comments or just message us, let us know what what like what the other lake was. I know that the, they were stocking the blue cats. So. Um, you know, you're right. I mean, I see a lot of people who, who catch channels and they, you know, they, they, they miss, you know, uh, they, they think it's a blue cat, but no, I think you're right. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I get it. Sometimes I, I probably made that mistake myself. And the thing is about those, uh, blue cats that they're stalking around, you know, in those two lakes, which I think they're trying to gauge how they're doing. Okay. But, um, the thing is, it's going to take a long time for those fish to get big, like, yeah. like years, like not five years, maybe like 15 years before they're like 20, 20 plus pounds because, uh, they started stocking. Yeah. They started t- stocking them, stocking them in like 2016. So five years. And I think they, they surveyed fish, you know, in around that eight to 10 pound mark. So ten, let's say, let's just put it on the high end. Ten pounds mm-hmm. in five years. Imagine how old a like a thirty or forty pound fish is. Yeah. So we gotta wait at least another ten. Honestly, about ten to fifteen years of those that they were stocking in two thousand sixteen. That's if they can survive all the way through then yeah. to get yeah, to yeah. that that size. So no, you're right. It's um, it'll be interesting. I hope it does. I hope I hope it it, it is successful. Um. And this is that that was one thing I think we were talking about with Denny too, is that the next time we have the Iowa Dino, we remind me, we, we got to ask him, why is it so difficult for central Iowa to catch catfish more big, than big catfish, big catfish, more than 20, 25 pounds is, is very rare. I mean, it happens. We, we catch them, but like you just, I mean, we don't see any channel cats barely above 12 pounds. And it's, and if you do, it's like very rare. Um, that, that you can catch on a normal basis or, you know, regular basis. Uh, I don't think it's, I mean, it's very rare to find any flatheads above 50 pounds unless you're, you know, float fish adventures or river certified. <laughs> Those are only two yeah. guys I see catch 50 pounds or more, but it's very rare. But chan- like, like I was saying, we, I mean, all over the nation or we were talking about all states all around us, they get, they get channel casts that are like freaking huge. Nebraska, Minnesota, I think even, you know, Missouri, Illinois, I don't know about Illinois. I'm pretty sure Illinois has huge channels that are enormous, but we don't for some reason. I don't know. Here's my thoughts. So (laughs) I think it's a state of mind kind of thing. Like as far as like the general public, the general fishing public, they probably don't care if we have over 10 pound channel cats, honestly. But like people like me and Denny, you know, we want to see those fish. Like we we don't just fish to eat, I guess. Man, I'm probably gonna get hated on so much. But uh, no, I mean, you fish to eat here and there. You're selective fishing, but you guys are going for for trophy fishing a bit in in a sense. Yeah, I don't know if there's like a you know a, a want from the general fishing public to have trophy catfish here. Mm. It could just come down to that. And then, you know, the DNR is not going to cater to the 5% vocal cat fishermen like me that, you know, wants to see a 20 pound channel cat swimming around in red rock. Yeah. Well, on a consistent basis, there might be a few in there, but you know, every time we go there, average size, I'd say five, six, seven, eight pounds. Mm-hmm. Rare to see, rare to see one over ten pounds. You know the DNR; they got their reasons for what they do. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not a biologist. I can't sit here and say, you know, tell them they need to do this, they need to do that. But I do. But that doesn't mean I, I can't have to agree with you know everything they, everything True. that they do. Like those blue cats, and um, you know how I was saying it's going to take a long time. I actually talked about the. I actually talked about it with this guy on Facebook. You know, it's going to take a long time and responsible fishermen or anglers to make sure those fish get to what people would consider a trophy, you know, 30 plus pound or whatever. 
Yeah. And there's nothing in place like regulation wise to ensure that happens. There's no size limit. There's no slot. There's, there's no limit. You know, they can stock it. You go in there, catch a two pound blue cat, blue cat, take it home. Yeah. I'm going to do a little comparison to um, another state, Kansas. They stocked blue cats in this one lake. Boom. Minimum 35 inches. Mm -hmm. You know, that ensures that there's a, you know, a healthy population of a certain size fish. You know, like I said, the DNR, they have their reasons. Maybe, you know, in that other state, they're doing it because they know the blue cats can spawn in those bodies of water. So they want to protect a certain size. Mm -hmm. And maybe they won't, wouldn't spawn in these lakes in Iowa. They, and then, yeah, if the Iowa DNR doesn't feel like they need to protect a certain size. They shouldn't have to. No, you're right. Yeah, they're not going to. Yeah. Honestly. Oh. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, I just want to ask them. Remind me next time when we have one of them on. Just I'm just just wondering because it would be nice to catch a, a, a 15, 20 pound channel, 20, 30, 40 pound. It'd be kind of be pretty cool. But no, I, I, I totally understand. Like you said, they're not going to listen to two, three, four percent of the population who who are wanting that. I mean, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense for them to create a rule. Or yeah, you know and, what I'm saying? You know, it That's, might not even be a regulation thing as far as the channel counts go. You know, true. Maybe, maybe our water plus the forage and the um, maybe the fishing pressure. Yeah. You know, all combined, you know, stop stop them from from getting a certain size because I don't know what the other states are like that have these big channel cats. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there's uh, limits in place. Maybe they have better forage or better water. Uh, who knows? It's it's like it's not it's never just one thing. And I and it, you know ever since we started talking to DNR, I try to I try to look at things from their perspective sometimes. Oh yeah. It's like, okay, you know why why don't we have a wiper? Then talk to them. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, I, yeah. Most I get their reasoning. <laughs> you don't but have like, to agree with a specific things, but you see where they're coming from and yeah, yeah. why they why they do what they do. You don't have to agree with everything one hundred percent, but you understand it now better in a sense. I, at least I feel that way too. I'm with you that I I understand why. Oh, so it's more than just like no, nope, I'm just gonna do it because somebody posted on Facebook. It's it's a little bit more than than that to, to yeah. Say. And and then I could see it now, like if. If people, let's say they start stocking blue cats into more lakes and stuff, and then let's say hypothetically there's a vocal uh, community of blue cat anglers, they're like, you know, why don't we have a limit on blue cats, you know, that are different from channel cats? And I can see it now, you know, the general public can't tell the difference, and the, D- the Iowa DNR wants to keep it simple. Like, well, general public can't can't tell the difference, so we're not going to throw the book at them for that. Nope. Very true. Very true. And I know. And then the argument is always other states. You know, they yeah. You know, they they put a difference between like white bass wipers, channel cats, blue cats. But uh, I don't know. It's but like I said, the Iowa DNR they want to keep that r- rule book pretty thin, which I appreciate. I, yeah. You know, I mean, to me, as as an angler, I prefer less rules. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's just me personally, but just yeah, use comments. I think the biggest thing is just use common sense, which I don't know. Maybe, maybe one of our DNR buddies are listening to this and like, man, this guy has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully they listen. We'll, we'll get them back on. Cracking another yeah. beer, by the way, man. Another Aloha. Jeez, so thirsty. I'm very, yeah. Rough day with the kids. Yeah. yeah. Oh, day. Thank you for joining us at uh, Beerfish Fanatics. And this episode is actually brought to you by Whisker Seeker Tackle. So make sure you guys go to whiskerseeker.com for all your catfishing gear. Enjoy the episode, guys. Summertime, man. So right now, it's a, it, it, you know, I was talking to Fishing Kid before we jumped on. It's, it's hot. Today is like, I think it was like 100, man. I think it was pretty damn close to 100 degrees, humid as heck. Uh, oh, by the way, when we were in Kansas, I'm telling you guys, there was that one day where it hit, I think it was like 98, 99 inside of our vehicle, like 108, 110. It's just humid right now. So it's like midsummer. 
heat, humidity in central Iowa, all the Midwest. Um, what would you say is you good is a good target species to go after? So when I'm asking you that kid, I'm okay. So, so someone like myself, I just want to go out and just catch fish. What, what would you say is like your best bet is to target a spe- specific species. What do you think? At least in central Iowa, I'm a, I'm a bank fisherman, shore fisherman, or, or even if I have a kayaker, but whatever the case may be, what would you say is like, all right, it's hot as hell. What, what would be biting and time of day, when, where, I don't know. What, what would you suggest? I just want to get out and catch a fish. Heat of summer. Like it's so hot. I like, it's so hot right now. I don't even want to go fish. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That, that, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, it's, it's nasty hot. I, especially today. It was, it was, it was nasty. You didn't, you did not want to be out there today if you were fishing. And if you were, you know, props to you guys. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I've been, I've been catching a lot of white bass lately. Okay. Because the, um, shad, the shad are like at that size, I would say maybe like, two to three inch shad okay they're, they're schooling up huge there's like big big schools and then wherever there's big schools of shad you know those predatory fish aren't too far behind and since white bass are so aggressive you know they'll they'll smack those they'll smack those fish right off the surface hmm. so you, th- you think right now it's best to imitate the shad then whether you use you know plastics or spoons or anything is it you think that or or technically you can actually if you see the shad you can technically throw a cast then grab the shad in a sense right in a way i don't know yeah you could you could use the shad themselves yeah that's what I was, yeah not a bad idea and um i feel like catfish that's just you can't catch catfish throughout the entire year but okay like right now i think it's tough to target crappies or or maybe that's because i don't target crappies during the middle of summer and if i am I must be catching them for bait. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they, I mean, crappies or panfish is probably what, sh- I would say shallow in the mornings, early, early mornings while it's a little bit cooler before it gets too hot, right? I think generally, spe- generally speaking, all the fish, okay. your best, your best times when it's going to be a hundred degrees out, you know, for this, you know, for your own sake too. go early morning, go mm-hmm. late. And then I'm pretty sure the fish, that's that's when they that's when they're going to be active too. early morning um late in the evening i mean you can fish during the daytime not saying you won't catch fish because like i said those white bass they just chase those schools all over they'd be biting at like two in the afternoon 11 in the morning right before the sun goes down but it's kind of nice to see the what is it the water boil when they when they like pop on the the surface it's, it's pretty intense oh yeah when they start when the water starts boiling from white bass busting shad, it's yeah. such a cool sight. Actually, my uh, my videos coming up. Check them out. Got I got I got a lot of white bass videos coming up too. There you go. I mean, you no, know, if if our listeners, because we have a lot of listeners in in Minnesota, Wisconsin, you know, shout out to you guys because I've been seeing tons of downloads out there. Thank you guys for you know the, the continuous listening to us idiots. But um, yeah, if you've never seen the the white bass boil, I mean, it, it's pretty intense. It's pretty crazy, and you can throw top water, you can throw spoons, anything. They're at that point, they're just aggressively feeding, right? Yeah, like you bass fish, you uh, regular bass fishermen that like seeing the top water blow up. Just imagine that, but there's like dozens of them going off at the same time. That's why I don't, that's why I love catching my bass. They're super aggressive. They fight hard. They don't taste the best, but you know I don't. You know I'm not there to eat every fish I catch. So I just go out there, have a blast, keep a few to eat. You know they're they're not terrible, but I'm just out there to. Boom, 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 boom. You know, you want to go knock out like 20 fish real quick. Yeah, white bass, that's the species target. Yeah, and and no, I mean, even the guys who who go after largemouth, I mean, if that you know, they're going after largemouth only, whatever, but you they love the top water fish. Dude, try the white bass, like you were just saying. I mean, you want action, and you want actually, I think a white bass specific sizes fight a little bit different and harder than oh pound for mouth. pound, pound for pound. White bass whoops a largemouth bass's ass. I, 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 you heard it here. I'm, I'm saying it because, uh, <laughs> I mean, of course, you know, people say, oh, well, a big largemouth, well, a big white bass, 
yep. fight you know even harder. The only thing that the white bass don't do is they don't they don't jump out of the water really. Yeah, I I think that's what a lot of I don't know maybe maybe they can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a lot of uh, sport fishermen who go after largemouth or you know you know tournament scene and everything, I think it gets their adrenaline going when they see that fish jump out of the water but you're right white bass don't do that but when you see a large mouth bass like oh i got a mass massive one you know jumping out of water i think they get excited about that but technically the fight itself no you're right i, I think white bass beats it. i mean if you catch a five pound white bass and a five pound large mouth bar none that white bass is gonna give you a run for its money yeah. any pound white bass versus the same pound large mouth White bass, white bass has got it. <laughs> I, I I agree. We're, we're gonna get some haters. I don't know, man. Tell us if we're wrong. If we're wrong, like you can, I you can't prove it, I guess. But tell us if you think we're wrong. But I know I I I agree with you on that. I think white bass is. I mean, I like it, cool. man. I don't know, man. I I don't know why they get a, a bad rep. Sometimes white bass. Sometimes people are like Ugh, just white bass. I'm like, no, I know it's just white bass, but it's fun as hell to catch them and, and fish for them. In my my opinion, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know I talk I talk smack about uh, largemouth bass all the time, but uh, <laughs> uh, I I, <laughs> I hope I don't come off as snobby. Yeah, we're beer snobs, so I guess you're a fishing snob, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like the best. Uh, you know, I, I'll just never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Shout out to Corey. Corey's like, dude, you, you, I think he he convinced you to slowly become a largemouth bass fisherman. Oh. Now he, he's still on the he's not on the fence, Corey. If you're listening, <laughs> I I have caught a lot of good bass this past year, like a lot of good bass, um, accidentally. But like you know, Corey, he gives me. He gives me grief. It's like, like, man, you're really turning into quite the bass fisherman. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm the best accidental bass fisherman you've ever seen. <laughs> it's funny, no, because you're right. He was hitting me up, or he hit me up, like, man, you guys, for a bunch of guys who don't like to fish for these green carps, because I caught that one down in, in, in Kansas. He's like, man, you guys be catching a lot of green carps, man. I mean, like, it was like you just said, it was accidental. <laughs> you were not fishing for, but they're fun. Hey, I, I love fishing, period, and I love days when I can catch multiple species so that you know that that was a trip that i caught multiple species so it was really cool so. yeah when it comes down to it if i catch like a 20 inch bass i'm gonna be happy hmm. touche very true um and so hot summer days midsummer right now what what would be a good setup for let's just say i'm fishing for bass and catfish right now what what would be your setup talking about white bass or uh we'll start with green. white bass White, white bass bang. right now. White bass. What, what would be your setup right now? Like, okay, it's hot as hell. What what's your go-to? What, what would be your setup to to try and catch the white bass right now? Um, throw spoons until you see top water, then start throwing top water. Because <laughs> they're aggressive, right? I mean oh, they're super aggressive. So you, you don't even have to like you don't maybe that's why people um uh, kind of hate on white bass because uh they're they're almost too easy sometimes. You think so? Well, I mean, like with the with the spoons right now, how to heat a summer, throw it out, cast. Don't worry about jigging. Don't stop reeling. Just throw it out and then just reel. That's it. That's all I do. I mean, you hear me say it all the time. I tell you to, like, yeah. dude, just throw it out and reel. That's all you got to do. It's true. I mean, that's how I was catching the, the bait fish this past week or when we were down in uh, uh, Kansas. It was just, yeah, just cast and reel. I wasn't really popping or doing anything extravagant but it's so cool just that feel i don't know Ooh, they smack it so hard yeah that's I, I like i said i don't know if you guys if you know our listeners are white bass fishermen if not try it especially right now it's a perfect time to go hot summer um but try it with a spoon like like fishing kit was saying something something about that when you're just you're just casting in just relaxing and just reeling then all of a sudden it and it pounces i mean you can talk about the smallest white bass, like maybe a half a pound white bass, it will just pound the shit out of it thinking that it's like, oh, my God, I just caught something. Or I'm pretty sure I missed hella bites that were, you know, a small fish. I was just like, oh, I just missed a big bite, you know, but they were just pounding it. I think you're right. I think they just, for some reason, man, they they pounce on it, the white bass does. Yeah, because, you know, you're, you're, you're retrieving your lure pretty fast. It's not, you're not jigging the spoon. Yeah. At least I'm not. Because, you know, there's no pause. So your lure is kind of just sitting there. Uh, I use heavy spoons. So 
if I stop that spoon, it's going to sink fast. So I'm just burning that. I'm just burning that baby in. And then, so they, if, if they want to hit it, they're going to freaking smack it. Yeah. I think that's the best way to fish for them. I, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know if I can fish for them any other way now since you uh, brought me into that, the spoon world. Like it's just, yeah. it's, it's so exciting. I mean, you can to catch, we you know with plastics or just different techniques or tips, but you're right. The spoon, for some reason, I feel like they just hit so much harder that it's just so exciting. I think right now spoons, spoon works pretty good for anything, especially if there's shad in the, your particular body of water. Um, when, on our trip, I caught a 20 inch walleye. Oh yeah. On the spoon, yeah. on, a, on the same, on the cast master. And the last previous trip, I caught crappies, drum, smallie, uh, walleye. Did I say crappie already? Yeah. Yeah. White bass, dude, like a silver spoon. That's, that's a shad to a fish. Yeah. No, you're right. I think this, the last year that we just took, I, I caught a crop, uh, I caught crappies, drum, white bass, and I caught a walleye. I caught a walleye that last morning we were there before you guys were up. I was like up at like five, whatever AM I was fishing out there. I caught a, it's probably about 16 inch walleye. It's like too bad. We're in Iowa. I would have eaten this guy up for lunch, but it was out, you know, the limit down there was at 21, 21. That's a big, that's a big minimum. (laughs) I was like 16 inch walleye. Like, Oh, it's going to taste so good. And then nope, it's 21 inches. Had to let that baby go, but no, you're right. It was like, uh, I caught quite a bit with, with, with the spoon so it was it's pretty that's a pretty good setup I, I i like it's easy simple and it mimics the forage mm-hmm. good um catfish so midsummer what what's what's your if we're shore fishing let's say tomorrow hey kit let's go we're gonna shore fish catfish what's your setup what, what would be your recommended bait what's your setup um my bait would be the freshest thing I can catch. If I could catch it right there or mm-hmm. the day before, that's what I'm using. Uh, in Iowa, we can use basically anything we catch on rod and reel. As long as you can legally take that fish, you can use it as bait. And like I said, you know, the shad, they're not, they're not, well, at least the, the ones that hatched this year aren't huge. But if you get bigger shad, I wouldn't use those. If you go out there, cast net for some shad, mm-hmm. you know, if you could get that bait like right there and then that's, that's what I would use. Okay. None of, none of this, uh, you know, putting shrimp in a bag and leaving it out in the sun for two days. Hey, I used to do that, man. (laughs) A lot lot of people do, man. Like I'm in a lot of the catfish group. They're like, there's this mindset that the stinkier, the better. Cause you know, yeah. The, the idea is that, catfish or scavengers and they rely on their sense of smell which is you know which isn't false but once you start targeting those big catfish they're still opportunistic yeah like yeah it's like you know me as an adult if i see a chicken nugget on the table yeah i'm gonna eat it but let's say it's sitting next to a like a cheeseburger am i gonna go for that chicken nugget or am i gonna eat that cheeseburger what would you pick? The fresh cheeseburger. Exactly. No, I, no, uh, no. I, I, I think you has spawned something in my mind more because I think you know when I was growing up, like like you were just saying, that's kind of what we were taught or told. Stinkier the bait, stinkier the shit is. You know, great for catfish. Like like you just said, let that shit marinate out in the sun, whatever the case may be. The catfish love it you know old chicken liver and you know all that all that crap but i think no it 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 makes more sense um whether you you're going for numbers or size if you i think you're right i think the fresher the bait the more action i I think that's the case i think the more action you'll get you'll still catch shit i think you i think you still catch catfish with steak baits and like you said you you will but i just don't know the quality i don't know like you know, as catfish get bigger, they become more predators. Like the smaller, mm-hmm. small yes. catfish, they'll eat anything that they can find. Thank you. No, you're right. But, you know, ele- elephants will eat peanuts. So there's always people that say, oh, well, I caught a 30 pounder on a yeah. jello hot dog or whatever. <laughs> right. Like I said, you know, would you rather eat a 
chicken nugget or a cheeseburger if there's you know if you had the choice i'll still like i said i'll still eat that chicken nugget you know i, I like chicken nuggets but if i had to choose between the two it's gonna be chick uh oh yeah i got oh Ooh, sorry <laughs> the nose here bothering me you might as well keep that in the, you might as well keep this in this episode <laughs> if people are, are listening wondering what he's doing he's 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 uh trimming his nose here with it's <laughs> uh it's making my eyes water now it's um anyways uh back 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 to what i was saying what was i saying i have no idea no something about yeah no, chicken nuggets and cheeseburgers chicken and cheese fresh cheeseburger yeah. it's fresh i mean fresh bait i think it's the best I think I think you got me on that for sure. Like I don't think I'm gonna go for catfish of it unless I mean obviously if I can't if I don't catch anything and I don't have fresh bay, I'll take whatever I have in my freezer. But other than that, I think you're right. I think I feel like I said, I, I feel more confident. I think that's always the case with fishermen. It's always best to be as confident as you can with with whatever you're using. So I think I feel a lot more confident with fresh bait. Yeah, I mean it's what they eat. Yeah. Like like, you know, a struggling white bass, a big, a big ass blue cat is going to, you know, mm. eat, eat the shit out of that fish. Agreed. And then the, what we're doing, you know, we're taking that fresh piece of bait that we just caught like either that morning or the evening before. And we're putting it in places like on the ledge, like what Denny was saying, we would drop it down say, next to the ledge and, you know, the fish. It's probably dark down there. The fish can't really see it, but they can feel it because, you know, catfish got all these sensory organs. They're basically, I think people call them like a swimming tongue because they can like, they can taste everything around them. That's why mm. people do the whole, you know, the stinkier, the better. Mm -hmm. But just because we don't think a piece of cut fish smells that bad compared to, you know, rotten chicken that's been sitting out for a day. Th those fish can definitely smell that fresh piece of, piece of cut bait because it's not like they wouldn't smell it if it's not stinky and rotten. They mm -hmm. definitely smell it because their sense of smell and taste is, you know, way beyond what we're, we're capable of. Mm -hmm. Then anyways, back to what I was saying with Denny and the ledge is, uh, you know, down there, they, they, they just see like, or they could feel or taste and see a piece of bait moving away from, from the ledge. And they're thinking like, Oh, that's a, that's a freaking, that's a bait fish getting away. Cause in the kayak, we're swaying back and forth. So our baits are, you know, moving close to the ledge, moving away. And then when it's moving away, the, oh, I got to get this piece of bait before it moves away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyone who listened to this uh, episode and didn't listen to our previous one, make sure you guys go back to that one. We we were with Denny with Float Fish Adventures. Shout out to him. Um, what what Kit was just talking about about because we were suspended fishing, like or mentioning earlier. We he did a really great explanation on that episode. Uh, what we were doing and then what 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 fishing kid was just saying the way this way and the way he explained how we should be suspended fishing it just made sense i mean you're anchored down on a ledge it just makes sense that you reel up your bait a feet you know a couple feet off the ground and then because you're, you're we're on the kayak and we're swaying left and right you know it's it's a great presentation to the to the fish to the catfish because like you're just saying, it just makes it look like whether it's leaving from the ledge, that bait fish is just like moving around and it's suspended. So it's not getting murky or muddy or anything like that. There's no, there's no floats that I was using previously to interfere, to get tangled in or anything like that. So it was, it was really cool. So make sure you guys go check out the episode, check out his, uh, uh, YouTube channel too, flow fish adventures. Uh, I think he's going to be posting a lot more videos coming up. We were just talking about that too. So it was fun. It was fun fishing with him. It was cool of him to spend some time with us. We actually, we didn't, we didn't get him on, but socky fishing. I was going to ask him to, to jump on real quick, but he was taking a nap because <laughs> it was hot. It was, it was a hundred degrees out. Uh, but we had socky fishing Sean with us. Uh, it was really fun. It was a great trip. And I think, I've learned, I learned a lot from that trip. I'm learning a lot from, you know, just speaking to guys just like Kit uh, and Denny and stuff, just little tidbits. So that, that was my biggest, I think, because I was going to ask you, you know, what, what was the biggest drawback you had from a trip? My biggest drawback was that fish with a lot of people who don't, who know a lot more than you. That's what I, I think I'm going to continuously do 
fish with people and talk to people who know way more than me because you guys are giving me, in my opinion, tips and tricks to future, you know, uh, fishing journeys and ideas that, oh, let's try this. It didn't work that time or it's going to work this time. Oh, I remember that one trip I took with you guys and blah, blah, you know, and you guys are just giving, you know, advices, things like that. I think um, stuff like that, I, I file back in the cabinet. So, I mean, I, a lot of people who probably listen to the podcast, I hope you guys are gaining a little bit of knowledge, whether it's from my stupidity, uh, but or, you know, just from these guys and just the guests that we have, because I think they bring a wealth of knowledge of stuff that none of us would ever have thought of or even try to use. Oh, I'm going to take it back a little bit to the bait. Um, so like chicken, people, a lot of people use chicken uh, anywhere from fresh, you know, quote unquote fresh chicken mm-hmm. to jello marinated chicken to Kool-Aid marinated chicken. Uh, uh, like I'm not gonna say that it doesn't work because I know people catch fish on them and they catch you know some people catch some pretty big fish pretty yeah pretty big fish with them. See um you know I'm not against using chicken for bait but I like if I couldn't get cut bait I would probably use chicken, but I always make it a point to, to, you know, get fresh bait if I'm going cat fishing. And for some reason, those are chicken guys. For some reason, they like refuse to use cut bait. I don't know. Like I'll use chicken if I'm in a pinch. If I, if I had no other choice, I couldn't get bait. Like, All right. I'm, I got to go to the store. That's that's it. I got to go get some chicken. <laughs> Makes sense. Oh, I mean, that leads to another thing. Plan your trips. If you're going to travel and fish. Luckily, I had these gentlemen with me and to kind of guide me. Um, if you can travel for five, two, three, four hours, whatever the case may be to, to, to fish, you don't want to waste your time. So at least do a little bit of homework. When I say homework, everything from what's biting, talk to the locals. I think, I think you guys, I think you have a, you know, good connection, at least fishing kit does down with some locals down there. At least they, they kind of at least can guide you like, Hey, this is like, like we're saying, cause technically we're going to go down there. We're going to fish up North. We found out there's a lot of, there's that algae bloom. Technically we would have not have known it. We didn't do a little bit of homework. Then we had to find out we're going to camp at a different spot So we're camping at a different spot. It's a different way of fishing. So, you know what I mean? Just having, you know, you guys, at least knowing, doing the homework helps a lot. So if you're going to, if you're going to travel and fish, make sure you do some homework, find out, talk to some locals. But as I was saying, uh, just do you guys homework, you know, learn everything you can about the body of water. You're going to travel to fish, learn everything, what they're eating, biting on all that good stuff, uh, location, um, I think it goes a long way. You don't, you're not going to waste your time driving that way. And then you'll just have a better trip. In my opinion, I think, I think it was, it was awesome to have you, Danny, just, just doing the homework and just knowing the location. That was kind of cool that having you guys kind of tell, get guiding newbies like myself, you know, what we should do to be more successful. So just do that. Yeah. So. I mean, it always helps to have a game plan. Yeah. No matter what, it doesn't matter what you're doing. <laughs> Very true. Very true, man. Uh, other than that, you got anything else, guy? I know. Um, so uh, just to keep everybody heads up, if you're still here listening to us, thank you. I mean, we're just rambling on a little bit, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I just want to uh, let everybody know I, we still do plan on or I'm, I'm still got some stuff in the works in regards to doing that cleanup for a local lake here. I know we, I've actually had a few people reached out saying they're they can't wait. They're excited to, to jump on that. So I'm going to work now in with fishing kit and our schedule and everything on the location and also the date. So it'll be fall. It won't be too hot. I don't want to make it like ridiculously hot. So hopefully September, October, we'll, we'll, we'll fine tune that as we get a little bit closer. So we'll let you guys know, just follow us on social media, follow us here, listen to us. We'll let you know on that. Uh, this one's going to come out episode probably probably after we're already going to be at the iowa craft beer festival so if we if you guys came out to see us awesome thank you other than that man you got anything else kit for everybody i mean we we got oh everybody stay tuned we got some pretty uh badass guests going to be coming up hopefully here in the next couple weeks so make sure you guys stay tuned on that um you'll be excited i'm excited uh the couple people i'm talking to hopefully they're they're gonna jump on and, and just bring bring the madness of fishing 
and hopefully they drink a beer or two with us. But anything else, Kit? Um, yeah, let us know if you guys like this, uh, where it's just me and Grandy and we just talk fishing because, you know, we can't get a guest every week. And I feel like we shouldn't try to get a guest every week because sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, let us know what you guys think. Should we have a regular, you know, episode where it's just me and Grandy, you know, thrown in to mix things up? Or do you guys just want to see guests all the time? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let us know about that. I mean, if you like to see guests all the time, which I do, I mean, I, I, I learn a lot of new shit, but once in a while, I like just kicking back, having a couple of beers and just recapping, recapping, talking shit with this guy. I don't mind that. It's, it's To me, it's fun. You got to listen to us. So you guys let us know if that's like, man, you guys suck. <laughs> yeah, I, I get a ramble and, you know, I, yeah. yeah, you get to listen to me ramble about fishing. I don't claim <laughs> to know everything, but I just speak from, you know, experience i guess yeah no i agree and i like it too i, I ramble a lot too so it, it works out man so it's uh, like it's like uh they're sitting here with us listening to us yeah <laughs> okay you know what let's see hopefully in the future, i mean if we get big enough so this is the thing share with your friends share with your people that you know love fishing your aunt uncles sisters brothers mothers fathers who love fishing and love beer or can withstand beer whatever the case may be share our our podcast let them know listen to us the bigger we can get hopefully we get big enough that we can go live i would love to go live you know once in a while because then that way you guys can like like fishing kid was saying you guys can ask us questions um if, if if we get big enough that to make it to go live then you guys can ask us questions and we can just talk shit while whether we're fishing or just having a beer so gotta get there hopefully one day i don't know i i like i said i never expected us to get as big as we are now so appreciate every how, every, how big is big <laughs> still two three <laughs> it's 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 enough to make it worth it kit how's that sound could get bigger we're not joe rogan yet man <laughs> no, no i don't think we'll uh, touch joe nope never never know man it's a big fishing community maybe they'll love to Asian idiots talking, fishing, and drinking beer once in a while. Yeah, yeah, we'll maybe. See. Maybe yeah. one day. <laughs> but other than that, no, seriously, everybody, let us know if you guys like this format. And if we can get big enough, like I said, I, I would love to do a live uh, podcast with this guy. It'd be fun. We just drink beer and just talk fishing. So, But we do. I, I like this because, like he was just saying, we get to ramble on and just talk fishing here and there. But if you guys just want guests only, we can make that happen, too. It'll be tougher, though. It'll be tougher. <laughs> we'll make it happen, man. I'll make it happen for you, Kit. How's that? Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll get a guess. Might, mean, not, might not be the greatest guess, but I'll get a guess every week for you. Yeah, see, I, I don't think we should get a guess just for the see? sake of ha- having a guess. Agreed. And then, But like I said, we get to catch up and recap and just talk, you know, like you said, just, just talk our experiences. So other than that, guys, I mean, if you guys have been listening this long, awesome badass I, I should send you guys a sticker or something man <laughs> yeah yeah uh, good luck out there fishing in this summer heat go catch yep. some white bass they're fun easy and they fight hard yep and don't forget catfish get out there start catfishing if you're not yet you got to i'm telling you guys go after those catfish it'll change your mind in regards to oh this is boring with catfishing it's telling you guys it's it'll change your mind in regards to you're gonna want to catfish a lot more so other than that guys till till next time have a good one all right see you guys